0: Currently, I'm a college instructor and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle a bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the adult child. Well, the adult child, what does all this mean? I happen to be the youngest in my family. I have a deceased sister who would be about 75 or 76 right now. I have another sister that's 72. I'm going to be 65. And I can remember back when I was in my 30s and 40s, you'd go over to your sister's house. Maybe your mother was there maybe for Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. And you always seem to have a problem fitting in. And I don't mean fitting in like people didn't know you when you're trying to get to know people. I mean like fitting into a conversation where you honestly believe that people took you seriously. And I, and I remember feeling that sitting at the table and hanging around with my sister and her husband you know, there was always this feeling you were and my mother, of course, there was always this feeling like, what am I going to be treated like a grown up? What am I going to feel like a grown up? And sometimes you can count the days when you're younger, like in your teens, thinking, Well, you know, my relationship with my parents will improve. Specifically, in this case, my mother will improve as I get older. Well, I turned about 45 and I was still waiting. It's very difficult when your parents don't view you as an adult. And it's almost as if you have to have a confrontation with them in order for them to start doing it. And I know that I'm not alone. I do. I mean, I'm 65 years old now. My mother is deceased. I know that I was, I'm i not going to treat my kids like children. One's 28, one's 23. I do have a younger daughter, Nine. And even 60-year-olds can be treated like children if their mother is still alive or their father. This is not about treatment, though. In other words, how we're treated. This is about attitude. It's about attitude. It's about the attitude that your parents have towards you. Now, I've often said that if you have unresolved conflict within your life with your parents. You're going to have to finish that with somebody. And usually you end up finishing it. In my case, I tried to finish it with one of my wives. It didn't work. I finally am with someone right now who will allow me to have my way and finish things. She understands me. She She confronts, she doesn't condemn, she works with me. Because what has to happen is I have to complete that circle in that relationship with my mother. And the crazy thing is, lots of times, lots of times, we move away from the situation with our parents. Say you get married 23, 24, 25 years old and you move away and you're so damn happy to move away because you don't have to deal with it anymore. What you forget is that you're not gonna deal with it with your mother anymore because you're away from the home that you were raised in. And any time that you go back to that home, whether it be for a visit or whatever the case may be, you still feel treated like a child because you haven't completed the cycle yet with your parents where you have put them in a position where they realize that you're, you are a mature a mature adult. So you end up basically freezing at that point. You leave when you're 24, you're frozen at 24. The relationship with your parents isn't going to get any better because of the fact that you're not there to work on it so you work on it with your husband or your wife. We need to nurture this adult to adult relationship that requires work. Your parents are not going to do it. And one more thing: if you happen to leave home in rebellion, where you just have a big blowout with one of your parents, guess what? Okay, you've left home physically, but not emotionally. Now you got more trouble. Now what are you going to do? For some reason, in the this adult child. Feeling that you have. You don't think that you have a right to express your feelings. And you do. And you've had that right from the time you were a child. You cried. That was expressing your feelings. See, most of the time when this happens, parents haven't grown with their children. Once their children start to show that there's some type of growth outside of the parent the parent gets angry because they prefer to keep the child a child they don't want to see them grow into mature successful adults and this is not the problem of the child it's the problem of the parent so what what starts to happen is You have all kinds of guilt that they start to bring upon you. They start to give you a hard time. They start to pick on you. They may even make fun of you. Because they don't want you to feel good about outgrowing them. And expressing your feelings. And the minute that you do express your feelings, they get upset. Because you're not supposed to do anything but agree with them. And this is how an adult child stays an adult child. Now, there are some ways out of this. And I don't want to appear all doom and gloom. But the first thing that has to happen is you have to be able to express yourself. And you want to be able to develop some type of maturity or some type of rapport with your mother or your father. The other thing is, our parents who are treating us this way are children themselves. Did you realize that? Did you hear what I just said? Our parents who continuously treat us as kids are children themselves. You see, they've matured physically but not emotionally. So what happens? Okay, we almost have to treat them as kids. And by that I mean, you pay them compliments. You let them know what you appreciate about them. You let them know that, you know, you really did, you know, handled certain situations pretty well. Because they are children themselves. And how do you get a kid To kind of like be on your side, you praise them. Ask yourself this question. How many times have you praised your own parents for some of the things that they've done to their face? I know when we're, you know, with other people, we say, oh, my dad, he was great. He was terrific. He did this. He did that. You know, but the bottom line is they don't hear that from you. And sometimes praising your parents helps we have to be good listeners. And I don't mean just lending an ear. as ch- Because we're the ones with the problem, right? Now, we're trying to solve this. Are we going to change our parents? No. They're going to continue to deal with us as adult children. So we have to learn how to deal with certain situations the very best way we can for our own survival. So when you're thinking about this... As you lead by that example as the adult child, what you're doing is you're encouraging your parents to do the same thing because most parents have matured physically and not emotionally. So we got to learn how to listen. There's five types of listening. I've gone over them many times in other podcasts. Number one, ignoring. You don't realize you're doing it, but you just ignore somebody and they're talking to you and you're looking at your watch, your mind's in another place, you're tapping your foot, you're moving around, you're distracted by other things that are going on, you just don't listen and you're ignoring and you don't even know it. Number two, you have pretend listening, which is what we do when we're on the phone with our parents from time to time. Because what we what's happening is, okay, we want to get off the phone and they don't. And we give them the, yeah, right, mm-hmm, right, right. We give them that stuff. And so what happens is they know we're not listening to them. Number three, selective listening, you do with the three-year-old. Because if you listen to everything a three-year-old said, you'd crack up. Number four, we're getting closer Attentive listening, where we attend to what somebody is saying with our eyes, our ears, our body. And then you have empathic listening, where you emotionally are invested in the conversation. That's where we want to be. When we listen to our parents and when our parents listen to us, if you're a if you're a parent and you're listening to this podcast, do yourself a favor and take advantage of some of these suggestions because if you feel like you're doing this, your kids aren't telling you because they they are adult children and they're afraid because you intimidate them. Be direct is another suggestion that I have for adult children. Be direct. Sometimes we hint. Or we, some some things are implied. You know, mom, you know, dad, you know, when you, forget it. Be direct. Let them know how you feel. Don't be a namby-pamby about it. Strictly because they'll never get the message. Know what triggers you. And know what triggers the other person. I know myself. And I knew when my mother was trying to make me feel guilty. It used to drive me loco. And I didn't know what to do with it. And that used to really affect me. And I got triggered by it. You see, folks, there's two roles here. You have a parent and you have a child. The parent is not allowing the child to grow and evolve. The roles don't shift. And some parents just have to keep that, that authoritarian role and they use manipulation, guilt, fear and conditional love. I'll love you if you do exactly what I want you to do. And they look to prolong this babyhood and that to me borders on sick And we have to pay attention to it if it's happening to us. The last thing that a wife wants is to marry a mama's boy. And the last thing that a husband wants is to marry a daddy's girl because no one can take the place of of his mother and no one can take the place of her father. So what happens? You're always second fiddle and that's what you don't want. There has to be a happy balance in the relationship, a happy balance where the husband of the wife has accepted the role as the one who's going to take care of someone's daughter. And that parent, that father, can gracefully pass it to his son-in-law and work with the couple. Not, there's, you're not competing at that point. And moms need to do the same thing, and they need to look at things in terms of what they used to do to take care of their son, and how can I help you do the same thing, and I pass the baton to you. Too often when other people come into a, a, um, a, a gal or a guy's life who they are going to marry, if their parents are a little bit off... And by that, I mean jealous or whatever the case may be. They don't want to compete for the affection of their child. So what do they do? They start dealing with guilt. They start ignoring. They start picking. They start doing all kinds of different things. And before you know it, you start having marital problems. And this is where mom or dad has to be put in their place. And it may require therapy. That's at times it may require you not to talk to them because they're doing nothing but disrupting your marriage. And I'm not a marriage counselor, but I've seen it. Some people want to stay in those roles. They want to be dependent children Then they want to be authoritarian parents. But when you have one who wants to be independent and the other one is still authoritarian, it's a problem. And this is where mom or dad need to know their place. I'm telling you, it's almost harassment. It's almost intimidation. It's almost bullying. It's almost domestic abuse when you think about the guilt and the shame that a parent can instill in a kid just because they want to be independent. Parents need to acknowledge that their children are mature individuals healthy relationship is where a parent can integrate and sometimes rely upon the child's special skills. When they look at their own child, they can say this is my son or my daughter and they have they are a very special person and I love them. They're independent and sometimes this is why kids move a great distance away to get away from these authoritarian parents. Listen to me, folks. If you happen to be in a relationship like this with your parents, one of the things that you have to do is acknowledge it. You may need to acknowledge it with your spouse. You may need to slowly begin to confront mom or dad and make them aware of how they're making you feel. And you may need to confront brothers and sisters as well, because if they're older and you happen to go over their house for dinner or whatever the case may be, they may be treating you like a kid, too. And if that's going on and you recognize it and you feel uncomfortable, you are worth the effort and you should just speak up and say, I'm not going to be treated this way. I'm sorry. I'm not used to being spoken to this way. And if I continue to be spoken to this way or treated this way, I'm not going to come around and see what happens. Because they don't even know they're doing it half of the time. I urge you, I urge you, if this is happening to you and it's affecting your marriage, step in. Take your wife or your husband to therapy talk about it, and get a game plan going, get a plan of action going on how you can deal with parents who just want to keep you as an adult child. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please go to my website, bullyproofclassroom.com. Check everything out there. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. Okay. And there's courses. There's There's supplies. School year starting. There's stuff on that website that you can use to start your school year, for sure. If you like this podcast, tell somebody else. Let them listen to it. Send it along. If you like all of Anti-Bullying 101, subscribe to the whole podcast. Believe me, you're going to find something in one of these podcasts that are truly going to help you. Once again, my name is Jim Burns, and you've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101.